This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Final seconds at the race course. All eyes on the referee. are promoted they have their storybook ending you've just seen tens of thousands of dreams come true their football league exile is over 15 long years times when the club came close to disappearing kept going by the love of the fans and then those two have taken it to a completely new level. A sprinkling of Hollywood stardust that has helped make this possible. Wrexham are back where they feel they belong. Hello, Kroisa. Thank you very much for joining us today on Rob Ryan Red, the Rectum Podcast, brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. 15 years of hurt, 15 years of pain, all forgotten about after our party in the rain. We didn't do it the easy way, we never would. But we never gave up the belief because we knew that we could. This is for those who have suffered for all the years. This is for those who aren't so used to tears. It's for those we've lost. It's for those we've gained. A euphoric celebration that won't be restrained. Dedicated, delirious, devoted. Wrexham AFC. Finally promoted. Naif, what a party. My voice is still just about hanging on by a thread. Wrexham's years in the National League. The notoriety is gone. We are champions. We're back to the promised land. How good does that feel? I, mate, I cannot believe it. You can't see us, but I am smiling so hard. I was squeezing everyone as tight as possible. And there was a moment where I thought, you know what, I'm welling up here. When Phil Parkinson grabbed the mic and he said, oh, you know what this means for this town. And, and I thought, well, everybody, what it means. And, you know, we've got a couple of special guests coming out that, that, that sum it up perfectly of how they felt. But... Oh, mate, I, I just, I immediately thought of you. I thought of James and, and Andy and all these other people that we go to games with week in, week out. And yeah, it was just, 
very emotional and, and very very cathartic actually. You know, when that third goal went in, I was sat um towards cop end of the Mold Road and, you know, Mullin celebrates for the first one right in front of where I was and, and the second one he goes over to the to the paddock side. But it just felt very cathartic. That's it. It 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 was the it's the end of an era. The closing of a chapter and you know, the start of a new one. So yeah, incredibly emotional and yeah, I mean, as far as anything goes, the performance probably wasn't as good as your intro. Your intro was probably the best thing of the lot, mate. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. My head is still hurting. Uh, thanks to the Mice Grim for their hospitality after. What a day, mate. What a day. It was everything I wanted it to be and more, even though we conceded after like 35 seconds, but we'll forget that. That made it even better, didn't it? That was a kick at the backside we needed. It was like, God, we are, this is Wrexham, we ain't going to do it. And then the new Wrexham appeared, the team that doesn't take no for an answer, and we were relentless. We were amazing, immense. What a performance, what a day. It was just phenomenal. I cannot believe it. Wrexham are promoted. We've always dreamt of this day, but I just never envisaged it. And what a celebration, what scenes at the race course, the pitch invasion, seeing how much it meant to the players, seeing them held aloft, we are massive and there was such an outpouring of emotion to see town packed, all the pubs sold out for people who just wanted to be there to experience it. Phenomenal. It, biblical thing. I think Paul Rudd might Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd may think we're the biggest sports team in the world after that. He may you know, imagine being Paul Rudd and you get to your first Wrexham game and you get to see a pitch and just amazing. Um I know he was in the box with with Ryan and Rob. It was just I mean, we've had a few. We've had a few I was there moments, but that really was, you know, you, everyone had to be there. You know, Andy, who, who, who we know well, you know, Mr. Stag do. I said to him, don't go on on the Stag, come to the game. And, and Rich, a, a quick shout out as well to anyone and everyone who, who came up to both of us yesterday. It, it honestly means more than you'll ever know. It's, uh, you know, a real privilege that we people listen to us and, and care what we say about, about games all season. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing that for a, for a long, long time to come. But, yeah, it was just everything about the day was just great, wasn't it, Rich? The, the, I thought Notts County was the pinnacle. I thought that was as good as it would get. I was wrong. It, it, it was even better than that. People asking me, what are you going to do at full time? You, you can't prepare that because you just don't know what's going to happen. And it was just surreal. I was just shell-shocked and bamboozled by it all. It actually happened. It happened. I woke up this morning, I was like, was this all a dream? And when my alarm went off for work at 7am, I can assure you it was not a dream. <laughs> uh, but brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I want to echo what you said, Nath. It's been a pleasure doing this podcast for, for two years now. Thank you to everyone who's followed us on Rob Brown Red. Of course, you know, you can usually get on, get in touch with us on the socials, robbrownred.com uh, and as well on robbrownred at gmail.com. But off, oh, man, I'm lost for words. And oh, we've got a special I... podcast to celebrate as well. We've, we've we do. Some favors and we've got some special guests uh to divulge it and just live back what an incredible day incredible season incredible team incredible club what a time to be a Wrexham fan what a time to be a Wrexham fan yeah I, I'm thinking you know when we were going to the game and I'm obviously uber confident that we were going to win it and as always we normally release on a Thursday and you know people say oh they're looking out for it we couldn't wait till Thursday could we the promotions but we had to get on the phone get some calls in and Rich maybe you can intro the two guests because they are key figures stalwarts in the non-league story for us you know we're coming to the end of that non-league book now it's a long old book lots of chapters but these two have seen a lot and they mean a lot to the town and the fans yeah and you know without 
those of the past. We don't have the the, the future without the, those who put the hard work, the effort, the energy, the commitment, the money in previously. The club wouldn't have survived. We wouldn't have had that platform for us then to to build what we've got now. This special club that is still alive, that we kept alive. You know, that's what we sing about when we sing Ale, Ale, Ale. You know, we didn't let this club die and this club is alive and kicking. And without further ado, we've got Wrexham legend Andy Burrell. We've got Wrexham legend Mark Crichton. We've got a promotion party on Rob Ryan Red. Sounds so good to see to say that. We'll be back for another one in a year's time. But for now, it's Mozza, it's Beast, it's Rob Ryan Red, the promotion party. Enjoy. Mozza Crichton. We spoke to a few other people about, you know, I was in the Mold Road, Rich was in the Tech End, you were with BT, Mozart and Kreitz was also there, seemingly potentially breaking a rib of Brian Flynn, we can't confirm or deny whether he did or he didn't. Um, but I suppose, Mozart, starting with you, you know, we've we've witnessed so much over 15 years. You, you have, you've played a massive role in it, as has Kreitz uh, in that non-league era. What did it feel like to be there, to see it, to see that invasion at the end? Special stuff. Yeah, emotional. I have to say, um, from my point of view, I was sort of in the in that far corner and, and had all three sides. You know, I wasn't even looking at the cop, so the cop was out. And uh, it was just brilliant. You knew that it was going to come. You know, after that, uh, we were actually sat in the, like there's a Winnebago with the, the the show on so that we could hear what was going on on BT. And uh, But it's a couple of seconds behind. So Mullen had it in the corner and we already knew something had happened. And we were like, what? And he's obviously just cut in and smashed in the top corner like because of the cheer. Um, and so from then on, I just got out and went into the, stood in the corner and watched the game unfold from there. And it was just, the atmosphere from the start was brilliant. For about maybe 10 seconds after the goal, there was a bit of quiet. And then he went mental again. And it was just sensational. And um, yeah, I think just the overriding emotion is just pure pleasure, isn't it, of, of what's happened and then you just start to regain those those memories of what everything that everybody's gone through over those that time to to get back to this point. And uh, I'm just made up made up for everybody that's been involved in that long long journey. Kreitz, you know, same question to you. It's you know, as a former player, you would have been, I'm sure, itching to be the one to, to have lifted it. But as someone who's you know lives in the town and knows what it means, you know, you know as good as anyone. How emotional was it for you at the end when that final whistle went? It was. Um... It was really strange, and I didn't know how I was going to feel ultimately. But there was a there was a massive raging chunk of jealousy, if I'm completely honest, because I wanted to be out on that pitch, and I wanted to be the one, along with the gaffer, that that we did it, and that we were the ones who were successful. And it came close a couple of times, um, but close isn't actually doing it, is it? So there was that overriding emotion. But then also, I tell you one thing that I. For some reason, and I know we're a big club, I know we're massive, and I know our support's huge now, but when when they've swarmed the pitch, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my God, like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I mean, I guess when I when I got promoted with Oxford, we, we, we got promoted via Wembley, and obviously nobody runs on the pitch at Wembley. You don't get that sort of um, ending, really. But that that was just something that blew my mind. It, and you know, seeing the players on you know fans' shoulders and clapping and singing, and honestly, I was I was my, my breath was taken away. I didn't know what to say. I'm, I'm stood next to Finney, and I'm going, 
I, don't, I honestly don't know what to say. I'm literally lost for words. Um, but then, you know, when you, you start coming around a little bit and you see people's faces and, you know, some guy came and hugged me, you know, after the after the third goal and one of them and cried. She said, you know, I lost my dad a few weeks ago and, you know, my dad was a staunch fan and this is for him. And, you know, and he's just got tears streaming down his face and you're just going, oh, wow, like, you then start thinking about all the other people who have not managed to witness what they all wanted to witness. Um, you know, the likes of, I know Joey Jones is poorly, how much he'd have loved to have been there today and uh, yesterday and seen that. You know, you just start thinking about people like that and it just means everything to everybody and then drinking with everyone afterwards, it's just, there's, there's just tears, there's hugs, there's just emotions all over the gap. It was amazing. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted I got to be a part of it. It, like you said, is the Rex away. Concede, go behind her in the first minute. Did either of you have any doubts at all that we weren't going to go up this year? Or did you both think we we were always going to go up? No, I, I, um, obviously there are massive favourites for it, but that comes with its pressures in its own. But, uh, I just thought they were so strong last year and just didn't quite get over the line. And they, they recruited well in the summer. They recruited really, really well at Christmas and, and beyond. And I think that was just the, the difference in, in getting over that line really was was the players that they've brought in. They've got better players than they had last year and they got so close. And to beat Notts County the way that they, they have them this season, for Notts County to run them so close is a the testament to them for starters, but also for for Wrexham for handling that pressure and and running with it and and getting and getting to where they've been with the hundred ten points with a game to play. It's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, I, I think yeah, that's what, the biggest one for me really is is, is, is is and you have to tip your hat to the to the lads and the management. The pressure that was there this season with everything you know, everyone knows you know we we've spent money and the whole you know Hollywood lights and everything now like. The pressure must be absolutely immense, and yet it's always been immense anyway because of the stature of the club. But it it's doubled down over the years, and Modern's right. We we were super efficient this year, um, and we knew how to win games. We scored a bag full of goals from all over the pitch, um, you know. And and if you can score that many goals, you're always going to have a right chance. But you know, Knots will be feeling. Mod, we said this last night. They're feeling like we did. When we got 98 points and it's like, oh, okay, well, now we've got to go through the playoffs. You know, it, it, it's devastating. It's a horrible, horrible stomach-turning feeling. And, you know, so to not adding to that pressure all season long, fair play to them. They have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with an absolute beast of a football club in Wrexham this year. Um, so you've got to tip your act there. And I genuinely hope that they go up. I really, really do. Because I think they're a great team. They play great football. But Woody was just more efficient than them this season, and that's something. So you know, you you got to take your hat off to them, them boys, the gaffer, all of his staff. What they've done is nothing short of sensational. Rich, we've got a, one of you know one of our great defenders, one of our great strikers on. I thought we could pick out certain players that have been massive in the promotion bid. Look, Ben Tozer. Someone in front of me turned around yesterday and said. You know, Mullins bound to win the awards, but you can make a legitimate argument for Ben Tozer being player of the year. You know, he's had different three different keepers behind him. He's had Max next to him. He's had Lennon. He's had Hayden, Tony Cliff, O'Connell. Never faced. You know, never faced. And and 
leads by example. I love everything that he does. Gives Young the armband whenever he comes on and Christ, you know, you've we've mentioned before you came on all the great centre backs we've had. What what makes Ben Toza so good? I think when you when I look at Ben, um I just see pure experience. Somebody who's been there, got the t shirt, you see his organisation on the pitch, he's he's just a, a born winner. You can see that he stinks of it. Um but you're right. You know, he wins his header and he wins his tackles. He's a crafter, he runs hard. You know, he's running up into the corner, taking God knows how many bloody throw-ins in the last minute of games. He must be exhausted, but he just keeps going. He's, he's like a Rolls Royce. Um, you know, he, he throws obviously a massive, massive weapon. Um, you know, but you take that out of it as well. He, he's a fantastic footballer that reads the game so well. But he, I think better than that, he, he knows how to get the best out of the other people around him. And yeah, that's where it comes to life, really. Massive, massive, especially when, you know, there's a lot of rotation back there and there has been at times. Um, so you need that one stalwart that's been there the whole season long just to put it all together. And I think he's been that, for sure. And, and Mozza, before, sorry, before Rich, Rich goes, you know, the, the chant is that comes from the second where Rich is, is, you know, toes are at the back, mulling in attack. What, 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 what else have we got left to say about Paul Mullin that, that hasn't already been said because he's been I mean he, he might already have called here a legend status I mean he's been absolutely phenomenal yeah I, I don't think there's enough superlatives out there um, or <laughs> ones that are still out there should be used now because he's um he's led from the front he's had a lot of pressure on him with the move a lot of talk about his move here and he's turned up and and smashed goals in both seasons and that's not easy to do to go back to back and he's gone actually back to back to back if you'd continue if you counted Cambridge uh, exploits as well he for me he's got better as he's as he's gone his finishing is, is frightening uh, and you know you just knew when when he was through one one on one that he was going to score when it was 2-1 especially after the, the confidence that he got probably from that that first finish of his um, and I think he's he's just led the line brilliantly. He's played every minute of every game, you know, or you know, started every game. Sorry, it would probably be the better phrase. Um, as has Toza. So you two, one in the back, one at the front. Good experience, been there, done it, won leagues themselves. And I just think he's just dragged the team along when needed and pulled out. Like yesterday was a prime example. Out of nowhere. Scored a goal from nothing that that's got the team over the line and got those three points and and he deserves everything every accolade that he gets at the minute. Key part I think for us the season as well has been when the wing backs have played well we've played well as a team and I think turn of the year when we signed Ryan Barnett you think do we actually need him because Anthony Ford's so good and obviously he's been out of the team he's had personal issues but a word on Ryan Barnett because his movement for that first goal he's just a direct winger no nonsense. Moz, I bet you would have loved to play someone like that who just runs down the byline, puts crosses into the box. Yeah, well, I had one when I played for Exhibit Carlos, and I think this is as closest that we've we've probably got to that since. Um, he, I, I knew a guy at, at Solihull when they came to us at the end of last season, and he said Ryan Barnett is by far our best player, and he's been brilliant. You know, Sabara gets a lot of uh, plaudits, but he's uh, he's been brilliant. He runs with the balls, got everything. Um, and then when I seen Wrexham had signed him at Christmas, I thought, hey, look, we've, we've got one here. Do you know what I mean? The possibility. You've done 
and um and he and and he's been absolutely sensational. You know, his first game that he came in, made an head was probably his toughest test that he's had. But he's just grown from there and, and gone on. And I think he's certainly added something to this team going forward. I thought I think Ford's very, very good. He's very accomplished. Um, but I think Barnett's just got that that X factor that that you can create something from nothing. And we spoke about it before, how many crosses he's put in the box in the last two months and to to create chances or win games from has, has been brilliant and um, and that they, they've been so so important in this in this running. He's one of them players that he get he gets you your bum off the seat. Obviously, we had a, we had a Adrian Chizovich and I had a conversation about him yesterday. How he was the most one of the most frustrating footballers you've ever met because he can be scintillatingly good, but it was too few and far between. Whereas I look at Ryan Barney and he's just he's fearless as well. You know, he'll have a go at someone and if he you know trips over the ball the first time, sound give it him again, he'll have another go. And he always wants to put that ball in the box. And that's one thing I love about Bully really is that he scores with his right foot, his left foot, and he puts his head in like you did, Gaffer. You were brave. He, he's brave. He'll put his head in and he, and, he, and he just wants goals. So you give someone like that palms, Mullin, Dalby deliveries into the box like that, you are going to score goals. Facts. Even if it's not from the first contact, it could be from the second because they're such good balls. They're hard to defend. You don't head the ball out 50 yards up the pitch. They're falling back in the 18-yard box. And then you've got likes of Elliot Lee, Jamie Jones, following that in and flashing them in the net. So it's such a, such a, a good weapon. But again, Mendy's the same. Loves to get forward, puts a decent ball into the box. I, I thought he was great yesterday. In fact, uh, Mendy, but he had a great game. Yeah, and look, Mendy, of, of all players, I mean, he got a lot of stick around that, that Halifax game, but he's delivered two huge performances. Notts County at home and Borenwood at home. You know, that's the sign of a, a player that, look, those Phil Parkinson said, didn't he? He had a little word in his ear. And, and it's all about confidence. And you just see it in these players that they are... I said it a, a few weeks ago about Sam Dolby. Sam Dolby has gone from not playing or getting five minutes here or there to he's effectively gone and displaced Ollie Palmer, which is not a mean feat to do. You know, he, he is a developing all the time. And I think you see that in all these players. Look how good Andy Cannon's gone up since he's, since he's got his you know his feet under him. Elliot Lee, I think, you know, a 9.5 out of 10 now, but almost every every game. So... You know, it, it's it's almost just a pleasure to watch. I mean, you two are both there. It's just, it, it's so fun to watch. And, and really, since that 98 points season, we haven't had many of those teams where it's just fun. You win most weeks, which is fun. And all the players are great. Yeah, well, winning winning certainly helps. Do you know what I mean? It makes it a lot more fun to go watch a winning team. It doesn't really matter. You know, you'd talk about, you know, probably Parky's first six months and you'd say the three five two is not working. You know, but I just think it's taken those three windows to get the players that actually fit the way he wants to play. You know, Palmer was a big one, dropping him in uh, last Christmas. And now that he's got his rear, two really attacking wing-backs, I think when you play 3-5-2 and you've got two flying wingers that can go and carry the ball and take the ball, you, you're onto a winner because they create chances. And then your three at the back can just do the defending. You don't need the two wing-backs. They can do the attacking. And, uh, and I think it's just taken that long. But I think the additions as they've gone along have been absolutely imperative to where they've got to. You know, when they lost Hayden last season, it was a, such a huge miss when you look back over that last six weeks of the season that they didn't have him and they weren't able to drop another big hitter in and they can just go and get O'Connell and just bang him in and then Lennon plays a couple of games. And that, do you know what I mean? And, and it, it was the timing of it, the type that he brought in, Cannon coming in, who's a ball player when Tom O'Connell 
uh, got injured. Just the timing of it was perfect, and they just slotted in because the characters were right into that squad that enabled the whole group to just go on another level. How far can this team go, do you two think? Do you think it needs much more in the summer? Or do you, do you think this team can go straight to League 2 and, and be really competitive in the top? Yeah, I, I will get promoted next season, without a shadow of a doubt. We'll go again. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on record now, we will get promoted. It, it, it's arguably an easier league to get out of next year. But especially because of the quality we've got. Yeah, listen, you're going gonna to add one or two for sure, I would have thought. And, and some will also, you know, also go out the other way. But... I looked, I looked at our quality over the last few weeks and we are by far a really, really good football league team. So I, I can't see us having too many issues next year. I think we'll, the momentum will go again. Look at Luton. They did it. You know, just that momentum, keep the squad together, keep the ethos, keep the culture. The players clearly love Parky. You know, they're playing for the club. They're playing for the manager. They're giving their absolute all every week. That then keeps you going. It carries it and, and through any level of football, Sheffield United did it. Went up from the Championship, barely signed a single body, and then did fantastic in the Premier League just off the back of what they've currently achieved in the Championship. So I don't see anything other than promotion again next year. Well, you know, just talking about momentum and all that sort of thing, is there, and we're very biased because we're Wrexham and we're all rooting for the club, but is there a more exciting place to play football right now than, than Wrexham? I thought about it. Someone asked me yesterday, well, say a Championship club, in middle to bottom half of the championship came in for Mullin. I don't see why I'd do that because he's adored, he's on good money, he's got Ryan Reynolds as his new best mate, he's got his book, he's got all you know, all these things. It just feels like Wrexham is one of the funnest places in the country to be playing your football right now. Yeah, I I I don't I said yesterday that I don't think there's a better football club to be a fan of at this precise moment because of the hope, the dream, the possibilities. You know, if you're at the top end, yeah, you're hopeful that you might get a halfway finish in the Prem if you're a, a Leicester or whatever. I don't know. But it, it really is the the potential of this this club at the moment of where it could go and the dream that it could be. I don't think there's a better football club to be a fan of at this precise moment. I know that that's a biased thing because we are Wrexham and, and that, etc. But I think if you're another fan, you're, you're jealous because of of the hope and the dream that, that everybody has got. 100%. And I think I think it, it just it, it, it's just a vacation to, to Paul Mullins' decision to sign for us in the third place. He's obviously bought into the club. He's bought into the dream. Gamble, because he could have gone, you know, from Cambridge and gone up the leagues and, and, and would he have got better money? We don't know because we don't really know what the money has, has been spoken, but we know he's on decent money. Um, but he's, he's obviously bought into what they're trying to achieve and what they're building. So for him to do what he did yesterday, he's vindicated his move already, you know, and he's repaid this club, you know, over and over and over again, you know, no matter how much we've paid it. Um, and I said to Mozzie yesterday, I said, fucking hell, Mozzie, if only we had about a bloody poor Mullins, you know, when we had 98 points, because that's what gets you over the line. That is the player, because I'll be honest, I thought for the first 45 minutes yesterday, I thought he was poor by his standards. It, it, it weren't going for him. He was also almost trying too hard. But then... To be able to get in that split 10 seconds changes the whole game, cuts inside, puts one in the top, in the top bin, and then arguably goes and matches it with his, you know, with his, with, with the match killer, you know, uh, to make it 3 1. Um, but and I think that's when I broke really weird. Um, so 
What did you do there? What have you picked Flinny up? Oh, he's only level in your... Yeah, I kind of treated him like my three-year-old a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know, it, it was just the manner in which it happened, again, come from nowhere. Um, and yeah, I just, I just grabbed him. I just grabbed him and um, yeah, picked him up and, and gave him a massive, massive squeeze, shook him around a little bit like a bottle of pop. Um, and then, yeah, walking out the town. He said, um, he said, Mark, I think you uh, you might have broke one of my ribs. I was like, oh, Jesus. And I was like, I was like oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, no, no, I think I'm all right. I think he was genuinely saying, he's like, this would hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's all right. He sounded all right, though. He'd be trying to back, you know, windows being in taxis and stuff like that. After right. Rich, yeah. Rich you, 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 you know, you make no secret that Paul Moyne is your all-time favourite Wrexham player. Yes, I mean, lads. Yes, well, yeah, well, but, what you know, what... How I was saying to Mark before again, how how many of these can can go, say the say the championship the next so How many can really stay on the journey with us? You think Mullen, if he is, you know, as long as we can keep him, would want to. Tom O'Connor's another. I mean, there's a handful in there that can go a long, long way with this club. Yeah, I I, I think so, and I think that's part of the recruitment process was to get lads in at the start that were going to get us out of this league, but as it's developed, they've gone and got a little bit younger, a little bit uh, a little bit better. And one that, that maybe can they can stay on this journey and take them up through a couple, maybe fingers crossed through a couple of divisions. You know, League Two is is not easy, but you can see what Stockport have done this year. You know, they had a poor start and have really pushed right to the bitter end to try and get out of this out of that league. So I do not see why it, why it won't happen for Wrexham, and, and momentum is a is a huge thing. Um, but yeah, I think he'll add a couple and and and. Uh, and push this team forward, but not a lot of tweaks, I think, because they are they are so good. I would say the one thing would be if Mullin got injured. You know, it, I don't know what your what your backup is. You know, you're going to play Dolby and Palmer together. I know we've got Walters, but we don't. It's a bit a mismatch, really, with what we we yeah. know yet. We haven't seen him, um, but maybe that's where they might go and strengthen. Well, we've got Walters, so he probably gets a go next season, and we'll see see what it takes. But you know, you know, so you know, if he gets something, he's just having some sort of extended annual leave. Billy Walters coming in, he's had a nice little yeah. uh, rebound to the bench. Right. A question: You know, you, you both saying uh, that you don't think many tweaks, but you know, you've been a manager, you're a centre back as well, Mark. One of the players I was thinking about mainly because he was celebrating right next to me, Max Kluwer, who I rate incredibly highly. I think he, he he's got a bright future in the game. But as I also said to you, you've got Owen O'Connell, Aaron Hayden, Jordan Tonnicliffe, Ben Tozer, all deserving starters, and there's only three slots. What would be your plans for for Max? Are you are you looking to get him get him on loan, get him playing forty games? I would, and and I'm, I agree with you. I think he's a, he's a fantastic talent, and you know he's proved that you know over the last two seasons, not not played anywhere near as much as he probably wanted to this season, but you've just reeled off a real good list of centre backs there that. You know, at 19 years old, and trying to dislodge some real, real good talent, so it's probably not going to work for him. I would be, I would be sending him out on loan to a decent conference, a national league team next year for sure, um, because I think it'd be a real shame for him. He's come so far so quickly to real halt that progress by not playing. Um, and again, you know, Revy football, it's just, it's not worth, you know, playing. And you need to go out and just keep his momentum going because he's one I believe will come through the league with us. He will be good enough for sure, uh, but he needs to keep playing. And I don't see that happening for him at this moment. You know, certainly going up a league now into League Two, it's going to get more and more competitive. I'd like, I'd like to see him go out on a 
at least and loan till Christmas and see how that works out for him. But, you know, I would send him to a decent club, a big club, um, you know, an Oldham or some, some, something like that, where he can just go and play football again. I think there'll be plenty of takers for him as well, you know, with how he's been last season. And it's very easy at this point to forget the first half of the season because right. he was actually keeping Tunnicliffe out of the team for the first 15 games. And Tunnicliffe couldn't get a look in. And, you know, for me, Tunnicliffe's been a huge part of what's happened here because when he came in, when he did come into the team and get his chance, he took it on again and the thing sheet started to happen and the, the team started to gel a little bit more and I think he's been brilliant this season. Um, but Max has been fantastic at that first and when things were tougher, a little bit tougher, when we're finding our feet a little bit with new signings and stuff. So he deserves massive credit, but for his development, if he's not going to play at Wrexham next season, yeah. then he, he does, he needs to go and play some games and, there will be plenty of takers in that national league that will that'll have a pun. Absolutely. At, at 19 years old, there aren't many centre halves that I could take could play at that level in the national league and play, and um, and perform the way he has. That's some doing, you know. I, if, if you asked me, you know, when I was playing, and you go, "Hey, Christ, I've got this young lad, 19 years old," I go, uh, "What? No, thanks to him playing next to me." And that's just because I know how rough and tough it is. But he's he proper. Step. He's a bloke. He's a man. You know, I gave him a big hug yesterday because he knows what I think of him and I've told him time and time again and I gave him a massive hug and I said, it's brilliant for you. Tuck it in, but make sure you keep you keep your development going because he will be a big player. And was of a bigger staff the same? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I tried drastically take him when I went in at Hensford. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't want to play to you. Him, he didn't want to play to you, Gaffer. He didn't yeah, want to play to you. I didn't want to play to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't last long anyway, so... Uh, but um, yeah, he's um, he's another one that we've we've seen bits of, haven't we? But it looks like he's got a bit of a bit about him. Um, I would definitely again get him out on only. I think he's been out already, hasn't he? Namwich was it that he went out to it? I think he needs to go probably a little bit higher again if somebody wants to take a punt on him, and just to see what the levels is. We used to do it with with Tomo and Steve-O when we had those boys coming through. We just let them out, go out to the Welsh League for for six months when we offered them a pro to just see if they could handle that. Because if they couldn't handle that, then they're not going to handle our first team. So it was just a, a finding their feet and he just needs that again. And maybe in the six months, go out and play some games and, and score some goals, but maybe a bit better than he, than he went to before. Yeah, goal carriers. Kiddie Arias, something like that, you know, that it would suit him. It's not far. That's where he's got to go and test himself because he's got goals in him. You can, you can see. And, he, and he's, you know, he's a decent size. He's a good stature. Go and get some games. You know, I'll, I'll have to speak to Russ Pev at Kiddie and say, look, Attack him. Yeah. Well, he's classing that Ulti game in the FA Trophy and they're sort of mid-table in the league, aren't they? And if you can do it against them, you can do it in the National League. If, if not, you know, drop down to the North. Other position we've not got to, goalkeeper. What have you made about this situation? I mean, it was always a bit uncomfortable for Mark Howard with Ben Foster coming in. He, he seems to have handled that brilliantly and it was brilliant to see him enjoying the celebration so much yesterday. But Ben Foster... Would you try? I've got, be, I've, I've got to be honest. I, I thought it was a bit of a gimmick when it first happened, and I and, and I did I did feel for Howard. I thought mm, it's a bit of a kick in the nut day for me, and and I only did. He took it. He took it really, really well. He did interview. You know what he said. It's about the team, and it's about getting over the line. Whether he was telling the full truth on that, he's probably burning to bits inside because everybody wants to be a part of that success. And he has been, and like Mother said, it's easy to forget about what happened at the start of the season. He's pretty much played most of the games. He's yeah. in gold. Um, 
But then, you know, obviously Poddy comes in. And I remember me, my lad, he's 11, he said, Blimey, Dad, they've signed Ben Foster. And I was like, yeah. I said, don't think he'll play, mate. I think he's probably going to come in, sit on the bench, how it'll start, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. He's straight in the team. Straight in the team. Uh, and actually, bar a couple of Rick's early doors, where he, obviously he's not played in a long time, I think he's been brilliant. He's been magnificent. And obviously, summed up by, you know, the penalty save against Mark was, was literally insane. Because, by the way, I thought it was a good penalty. So it's a fantastic save. Um, yeah, he's just brought that little bit of experience, a bit more than what we had at the right time. I'm glad he wasn't a gimmick. I'm glad he's come in. Um, and he, he, he's bore right into it, hasn't he? He loved it. They said, what's the chances of us getting another year out of it? I, th- I think he might have a nibble. I really do. I think he might have a nibble. He'd be genuine, and now he comes across in his interviews, and, you know, you, you see him speaking to... Uh, Jeff Brader yesterday, it, it, it's almost like he's thinking, I'd, I'd have another slice of him. It's tempting, it's got to be tempting, hasn't it? Because I, I, you, I, I'm saying, look, if you look at the keepers, right, I'll run you through them now. So you've obviously got the two young lads that, that don't that don't play, they're just there and build up the numbers. They're both out of contract. Rory Watson, Kai Calderman, Park. You've got Mark Howard out of contract. Foster obviously will be out of contract. So the only keeper you'll have is Rob Lainson under contract. Mm. Uh, you know, well, Chris Maxwell fancy, will he be looking at it? Will he be looking at coming back up? You know, if you're Foster, why would you walk away now? It's a nice way if, if he ends it like that, coming in with the eight games and yeah. that'd be a great story. There's got to be the temptation there, hasn't there? Got to be. No, I mean, would you be put, you'll be making the up. Would you be making the offer as a manager, surely? I think you'd be asking the question if he'd be interested. Um, but if I'm totally honest, I think I would be looking at getting a... 24 nailed on number one out and one that can go on this journey with me now um we're out of the league that we wanted to get out to and we do it by hook or by crook and if that means foster coming in and and, and getting through seven eight games with us and being brilliant then that's great but I, I i'm looking to the future now and and trying to bring in a, a very good keeper from from league one that is you know i mean that has um there's a really good future ahead of him and potential um but that's not to say that why wouldn't you sign him <laughs> again? Because he is—he's a very, very good keeper, and it's at League Two, even he'll be—he'll still be a very, very good keeper. And when when big moments come, big players step up, and he was one of those in the last few games to yeah. do that. Would, it, would, would he come in? Would he come in as a, a number two? Because I mean, I, Leighton's a great keeper for me, but I think he's made a glass. He just—you know—he yeah. gets injured too much, you know. And you need your—you need your your goalkeeper to be a stalwart there week in, week out. We've already mentioned it. How many times has it changed this season the people? Um, you know, it shouldn't change that often. So you, you know what? Spoken like a true manager, I think what Mother's saying is, you know, spot on. Probably spot on. Um, you know, you would look to to and, and again go back to the whole, you know, is there a better club to play for at the minute? There's gonna be a massive attraction. Um, you know, get someone in now who's 24, 25, really bright, got a massive future ahead of them, take them on the journey, and then maybe Foddy as a backup. And, and, you know, maybe, well, Leighton's under contract, I think, anyway, for next year, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, and then you give him a chance to try and get fully fit and see, and see, because he's a decent keeper. He just doesn't play enough the league. It's always something, you know, he's, um, he's a little bit injury prone, if I'm honest. Yeah, but of course we'll have the uh, we'll be in the league cup. We'll have the EFL trophy as well. So there should be a chance to rotate and give some players a chance that they weren't getting. Of course, we've got seven subs as well, which you know yeah. is so difficult, isn't it, Andy? Because you've got to have a keeper on the bench. 
really but most ki- most managers do that i mean the risk yeah i didn't i, w- I went with jay harris so what's this J- what's this jay harris is oh, mate, chris west chris west chris west would tell the other day on 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 the on the first pod about that he was a he was a better goal he was the best goal at the club including the goalkeepers <laughs> it's in the film in training it was unreal have yeah. they ever played as a goalkeeper or what then where's where's all this just no, at the spring of a ten, you know what you know what type he's like. He, he's <laughs> mad head, isn't he? And he's a he's a box of frogs. So uh, he was just in goal. He used to just pepper balls at him, and he used to just fly around and just. And, and I just thought, for what we gain of having an extra player on the bench, for however often it might happen that I lose my goalkeeper, I'll just run with it. And if it's half a game and it costs us, then it costs us. But I, I wouldn't have had him goal for half an hour. Yeah, I wouldn't have had an issue with Jay having to just nip in for, for 20 minutes or whatever. I, 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 he was decent. He was really good. <laughs> Rich, I, I guess to put, I put it to you and then we'll go round, but, you know, we're approaching the end of the season, got one game left. What what have been the, the season highlights? Because you know, we've, we've been to all loads of games between us. Coventry away was obviously up there for me. It was a great away day. Even Woking away when we won in the league. Aaron Hayden Aaron scored those two headers and Andy was there for BT, but... Rich, maybe you start us off and then we can go to Mozza and Kreitz. Any any major season highlights? All them away for me. That, that felt proper again. It felt like we've not had a proper local away day like that. We've packed away end. We played crap for 80 minutes and then the quality just... Elliot Lee changed the game from the bench and more than penalty was ace. And the Sheffield United games as well. That That's when you really believe that we could give any, any team a go. We've gone unbeaten at home all season in all competitions. Like that, Again, that's what these two are saying for next season. There's more going to lead to. You've got more mitigation to lose games. You can afford to lose five or six and, and still, you know, go up quite comfortably. And th- there's now that that safety blanket. But it still takes a special team to beat us at home next season. I can't see too many teams doing that. Yeah, I enjoyed your limbs way old, and that was uh, the the old Instagram uh, Rich Fay limbs when the penalty went in. The Oldham Sheffield United home games and the away game as well was was, was great fun. Even though it didn't quite turn out. Mozart any anyone you've worked or you've been to that you just thought yeah that's that's one for the band that's class yeah well I'd, I'd probably go the Cov one was 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 class um, just because of my connections with that I thought it was a great game never mind a, a good result for for Wrexham I think key games in the season was probably the one after that the Bromley one after that I think that showed real guts and even though it wasn't a great performance it showed what I think the mentality of the group had to, to go after that high it'd been very easy to take your eye off the ball and look forward to what could have been in the FA Cup, but they they didn't. They just ground it out again, which they they did the, for the whole season, didn't they? And I think um, Dolby's header, older shot, was uh, again a really key moment in the season when you're being pushed and you're five points, seven points behind County with games in hand, and he just nicks that winner in the ninety blooming tenth minute or whatever it was, <laughs> and the last kick of the game to, to get the three points and. Knox must just have been like, oh, not again. You know what I mean? They just keep, they're relentless and relentless. And yeah. those two moments probably in the season. And obviously Foster's save is, is by far mm. the, the moment of the season, isn't it? But um, yeah, that, that, that older shot one was clap. I mean, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was noises that we were just screaming and screaming and screaming. Kreitz, I mean, you've, they've, they've taken, they've taken some good options there, but you know, that Bromley yeah, one, so, you know, that was a crap, yeah. but one for you. I think, I think the first, well, not the first game, but the game that I really watched us and thought, this is it, this is our moment, because I thought we looked mustard from minute zero to, to minute 93 or whatever it was. Old at home the other week. Mm-hmm. 
I thought we completely controlled the game. Thought we were good in possession. We were great out of possession. You know, we were entertaining. Um, we scored good goals. And that's when I looked at us and was like, champions. We looked like champions. Um, and obviously, the not game had everything, didn't it? Had everything in the game. Imagine if you were a neutral, you're watching that going, oh my God, this is brilliant. What what an entertaining fixture. Um, so for me, but you know, but they're the, they're the two standout moments really, where I, I really thought we, we were going to do it after the old game. Having yeah. a chance to play that day. One of, one of my favourite ones was was the very first game of the season. You've got Ro- yeah, I've seen Rob Lee on the way in. You've got Elliot Lee. You know, what's he going to be like? We'd had people on the pod, hadn't we, Rich, saying, yeah, he was classed for us or he wasn't very good for us. And yeah, everyone's got their own opinion on how it works out. And he comes on and he he, he, he basically shows you why he's so good and that he's, he was a level above. You know, those two goals, I look at that one. And then he scores another belter against Chesterfield at home. That was another where... You know, they, they got that late one at the end, but I just thought, again, we just look different mm-hmm. to what we've looked. You know, and I, I was thinking those two, and, and I'm picking out Elliot Lee's goals here, but yeah, that that well, that cameo at the beginning, and I'd have to say the Notts County game at home, that just had everything you'd want. And that Foster say was, I mean, if if we'd have written that as a script, you'd have said, it's a bit cheesy, mate. It's, uh, that, you know, it was, that was just the perfect game, that really, in in, in, in a way. Yeah. I agree with and, that. Uh, yeah. I suppose, Nath, the, the, the point as well is that the, the reason it's so sweet is because we had lots of days where it wasn't very good for us, wasn't it? And right. I suppose, you know, did you have moments, you two, where you thought, are we ever going to get out of this league? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah. Lugan yeah. won every year. Yeah, yeah. freaking draw Lugan in the playoffs all the time. Yeah. I sat through new, I sort of sat through Bootlegger's vlog of Newport yesterday, just a decade on. I just thought, I want to just remind myself of how far we've come in, in a decade, and God, we've not had many sadder days than that uh, no, 2013. Well, that was that was depressing. I think you you spot on. Um, I, Friday night, I lay in bed and I couldn't sleep. It was 11 o'clock at night, and I don't, I don't, I normally don't have an issue sleeping for sure. Um, but I was, I was more thinking about where we've come from, to where we've got to. Um, and they said it, it's a piece of piss to support this football club now. You know, with all the, you know, what's going on here and all the Hollywood lights and, you know, we're on the centre stage and we're winning every week. It is an absolute pleasure and very, very easy to support us and love this football club. But I look back to the days when, you know, I was playing and Mother, you were playing and you didn't get paid. Didn't get paid your money. You know, the football club is the heartbeat of Wrexham, in my opinion. And that heartbeat nearly flatlined. It was hours away from flatlining and, you know, the supporters who put their houses on the line, raided their piggy banks, raided their banks, sold cars, whatever they did to raise money to make sure that our club didn't die. They're the ones who I think need to be remembered. Because without any of that, none of us get to experience yesterday. Or what's happened since Ryan and Rob came in, it just doesn't exist. It's gone. So for me, they're the ones who I hope their their drinks last night, I hope they tasted super freaking sweet. Because they they deserve that for sure for me you know when you like to have your Rex and concrete design your Manera trusses your Rex and lagers you know your Paul Clifton of Wilson accidents repair you know the list goes on and on Rex rents Hayes travel when it, it, nobody wanted to nobody yeah Pete, Pete Gwynn when nobody wanted to 
you know, sponsor our, our games on a weekend, and it was the same people every week, and it's all oh, Wrexham Concrete Design, Max Pontesini, blinding. How much money are they putting in here? You know, uh, but the reason they do it is because they absolutely adore this football club. So it, it's for them that I really think, you know, you've got to tip your hat and go, you're the reason this has happened, really. And I, I think that because of those moments, this is so good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's even sweeter that because we got through all that story and that journey that's gone through and the tough, tough times and the close, how close we came out and all that, this just makes it so much sweeter. And we've got by far the best owners in the, in the land. Do you know what I mean? Who are humble. Yeah. They are down to earth. They are right in it with the community. And the first thing that popped into my head when the final whistle went, and it's not great, I thought, is, was Geraint. Was Geraint. Because, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's Joan at the club, there's Geraint, there's Kit Ladder, there's people that have been and slept in the office when yeah. work's needed doing. They've done 15 jobs that 15 people should be doing and one person was doing it because we we're so so low on income and paying wages and stuff. And they were just there 24 seven ready for this football club. I just yeah. thought that, that you, you lot, you lot really do deserve this today. Yeah. I went in and gave him a massive hug. And I just said, is this oh, I hope G got absolutely wasted. That's a wine somewhere. That's great. You brought him up because I know, you know, we've spoken yeah. before it's about, you know, when I was starting out in, you know, writing for the program, he was great. He would help me and, and get some involved. Yeah. Rich, you worked in the media team. He was yeah. great with you, you know, and, and we've all got stories. And I, actually, I want to kind of give him his flowers because he's somebody who never wants them and he never seeks yeah. them out. And he always is happy to be in the background and, and happy to yeah. let everyone else say that. But, but I mean, he, you well, know, he, he, is, <laughs> he orders dominance, but he's Mr. Wrexham, isn't he? You know, he has, he's, some, he's, he's done, there isn't a single person that I, yeah, you're right, Mozart, that, that deserved it more than him yesterday because he's he's yeah. been everything to this football club. Yeah, and he's done every job, I think, apart from, you know, I don't know if he... I did not play him at one point, I think. Yeah, it's only the free trip. You made it all as we come to the side, you, mate? On the other bench, was he? Um, no, but he has. He, you know, he was there at the, you know, the end of a phone every time I needed him or I needed something or I needed a rule check-in or I needed a clearance or Welsh governance or whatever it was. He was always there and helping and he would sort out travel, doing everything. Mm. And it's people like that that have done everything and maybe their roles have reduced now to an amicable amount, uh, but they they deserve it. They thoroughly deserve it and their moment. And I just don't want them forgotten, um, you know, because the plaudits will go to all the players, the new staff, the fans, yeah. the, everything. And they thoroughly deserve it, by the way. But these people that are behind the scenes that have kept this, just this little ball rolling, if you like, in the toughest of toughest times to then create this massive snowball in, uh, that they've created now and this monster, they they deserve huge credit. And uh, and I really feel that, and I hope they, like you say, Christ, they had, they had a little tipple in it. Yeah. yeah. We took our hats to them. You're right. I suppose yeah. the difference as well now is, if we'd got promoted before the takeover, we might be looking at League Two as let's try survive the first season, let's try establish ourselves and take it from there. But what's so exciting, like we've said, is without being too arrogant, is let's go win League Two now. Fact. Yeah, absolutely. And it, hey, hey, by the way, what a lovely position to be in. 
Because who wants to be going up into League Two and going, let's see how we get on. Let's just avoid relegation. Nah. Nah. We've been through enough crap to, to want better and bigger things than that. And listen, I, I echo what Mother said. We've got the best owners in the land. They want that. So, you know, look how much they want in what we've just had. They're going to they're gonna go out for lever to get it again, for sure. And then again. And then, listen, who knows where we can end up. Yeah. Well, because they've, they've both spoken, saying, you know, if you get to the Premier League, why do you not aim to get there? Where where do you both sit? Like, do you think we've, we've all been blown away? Like, you see, there's a new celebrity here every week. You know, it's just normal now. This is the new normal for X, and we win games and win titles. Where, how far do you think we can go under this ownership? Do you think we can go to the Premier League, as mad as that sounds? <laughs> well, there's a ton bit. You don't have to just uh, research. Um... <laughs> The players on opposition now, you have to do your A-list celebs as well to know what films are <laughs> You can't just know the players, you've got to know everyone else. Yeah, Mozo, who's, who's, your dreams, who's your dream celeb to send up at the race course? I asked Rich this, and I was saying, oh, Rich loves Seinfeld. Oh, I've mixed him. Who would you love? I was trying to think who I would love. like. I thought Beckham might have been there yesterday. That would have been cool. I know he's been I've got to go, probably got to go Adam Sadler, surely. Adam Sandler, that would be great. Yeah, that would be It'd class. It'd be good fun to have. That would be class. I was deboed. I was deboed on Mr. Will Ferrell. He's my all-time oh. fave, fave geezer. I, I, was, I was gutted. And he'll be back, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll he better be, be. He better be. And I told Humphrey that you have to get me in front of that guy. <laughs> Meet his match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll go back to, uh, Rich, your, your question. How far? Okay. Right. Um, I, I certainly think that you you can push top end of uh, of League One with the way that they've gone about their business so far fairly fairly comfortably, if that would ever make sense in, in Rex's talk, if you like. But um, that the championship is a bit of a, a, a noddy car of a league and it is a lot of money that is going to waste in that, you know, the 400... You're talking 400 grand a week you're losing as a club, you know, in that league to, to just survive and maybe just stay in there. So it is a bit random. That is big money. They probably could get that from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? With the with the way that the club is going, but um, yeah, if it's it's meant to be sustainable, the idea of the two owners is it's meant to be sustainable in in time, and they just needed to push through and get the stand done and all that sort of thing. But I don't see why comfortable league one pushing the championship is um, is is that bigger that bigger ask for the for the owners and and the group and the fans. I feel like we've come a long way from Aberystwyth in pre-season, and you know, Wrexham, Wrexham's fixtures now are Torquay away and Chelsea. I feel like we've come a long way. We had Jamie, we had Jamie Tolley on a while back, and he said uh, he basically they were you, the squad were in a pub in Aberystwyth, and they just went round and voted whether he should be signed after his trial. And uh, I feel like you know that's I know, it, know this is amazing what we're having now, and all these new fans, and I'm seeing you know youngsters are just idolising this group, but. I mean, it's been it's been fun along the way, hasn't it? You've had you must have had some great memories. I know it didn't quite work out, but there have been some. There have been a load of fun over the uh, in this non-league era. Oh, it's been for me. It's been fun all the way through. I'm, I've done what I've always wanted to do as a as a person. I was given a massive privilege and honour to to lead this this club as well, which is not many people get the chance to do. Yeah. Um, and but yes, there's been some lows in there. I have to say, and there's but there's some been some massive highs. You know. You know, you're talking about Man U and Chelsea coming up in the summer. You, you, you know, we were 
we were praying that we weren't on the minibus to Sudbury with Dino driving in pre-season. So just that was a wicked trip away for a priest yeah. game. It, it grieved to when he was on the lash, I think. And uh, we, we ended up traveling down there. I think he took the, most of the youth team. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the stories, seeing the past players uh, that have been involved in it. Yeah, we did. We, we, we tried our hardest to get out of this league and we put everything into it. And I don't, don't think we left anything you know, left anything in the stands to, to try and get out of it, but we just didn't have the the tools. We just didn't have that quite that enough to just get over that line and get out of this league. And, you know, a couple of other teams at the time did. And, um, you know, I wish it was. I wish it was me that was the manager of the yeah. football club to get us out of the league. I do. And uh, like Christ said, no, I would, uh, jealousy is, is, is a fairly strong word, but... Um, yeah, I, I wanted to be a part of something like I saw yesterday, you know, and I was privileged as well. We we won the league in, o, in 03 and the fans came on the pitch. They come out of the cot, which was even better, you know, and the same scenes, similar scenes were, were there and that you don't get that very often in a, in a football mm-hmm. career. And, uh, it was it was just insane to see it all reoccurring again yesterday. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like I said, I'm delighted that it, it's actually happened now, and uh, and looking forward is it, it, there's huge hope, isn't there, out now for the for the whole for the whole town and the club. Christ, this is the last one from me, and then I'll, I'll throw it to Rich. But uh, one of the things I love about the fan base is that all these old players that come back, they never get forgotten. That you see people coming up saying, you know, loved you when you were playing. You know, us rattling off before Sean Pearson. Um, you know all these all these other players that come back. Louis Malt came back and getting King Louis chance all that. Yeah, if people remember all, all these players that have played a part because that promotion I think was, I say it was right. It was one or two years. It's what it fifteen years in the making. That you know we've seen a lot of players over two hundred and seventy players. I had to I know that because I counted them. Uh, I think Dean uh, had 250 of them. Yeah, he probably <laughs> did. He probably did, and I I couldn't believe it. Even I didn't recognize some of the names. I thought, did they? Yeah. Right, okay, fine. They played. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of players, a lot of managers, a lot of change, and yet the fan base always is is, is wants to thank you and, and Mozza and, and all these others that come back. It, it's because they're a genuine fan base, you know, and that's why I'm still here. That's why I live here. You know, I feel I feel like I've been welcomed in uh, and they want me to be around. So, you know, there's no better feeling than that to be wanted. Um, you know, and obviously there's mitigating circumstances. Obviously, I've kids up this way and obviously opened the business. Uh, and things like that, but yeah, I wouldn't move now. I love it. We built our house here in Markwell. I love being a fan of the football club. I love going down to the Marty Green. I love going to the turf, having a pint, having a laugh, singing songs. I love just being a football fan of this of this club. Now it, it's nothing better. You know, I went into the the coaching and the management side of it, all all be like assistant manager, but well, the same for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't love it. Um, so I love nothing more now than just enjoying the football without having to pull it apart and dissect it like Mother's having to do. He's, he's watching the game, I know, as a fan yesterday, wanting to jump up and down and scream and sing, but he's also working. And I and I don't miss that bit. I don't miss that bit of working and having to pull it apart and think about what you're going to do on a Monday morning to counteract what you've just watched on a video somewhere else. That, that, I, like, I like having a beer in my hand now and being a fan. That's it. That's my enjoyment of football now. Yeah, I've got to say with me as well, Nathan. That like we work in football journalism, but I wouldn't really want to report Wrexham because I want to be a fan. I want to be enjoying it. I want to be at the mice queen full time with a beer in my hand and just enjoy it. And long may it continue. Yeah. Rich, that's rich. That's that's what you know. I, I'm 
I work for your big company and that, that you know they it was funny that as a colleague of mine was saying that it's funny how I used to say I'm off to Dagenham I'm off to Bromley or I'm off to Ebbsfleet and all these places and I'd, I'd be the butt of jokes you know they'd say hey, well, what's your other team or like this this crap you've lost one nil you've gone to Ebbsfleet you soak like a drowned rat and um, you know they would they'd, they'd laugh and now they're laughing at themselves because they they just yeah. think they're so chuffed for me and, and all these other fans that have seen it you know, everyone's seen a pizza rep tonight Nathan. but, that, but that's, so they're always like you know can you like, why don't you go right by Rex because I, I love being a fan I love yeah. I love I love that moment at the end where I could just sit there and I could run or I could you know try and plant one on Luke Young and just that's it I, I'm not up the press box trying to work out who's getting sevens and eights in the player ratings and uh, yeah, yeah. you know and we were saying the other week that I get very sensitive about those player ratings but very sensitive um, but you know, I just there's something about yeah, Christ exactly that. There's something about just pure fandom, and we've all had it. Or you're growing up with of, of teams, or it doesn't have to be Wrexham, but that just and I, and I, when I look at these met a young lad that yesterday nine, I just thought you're gonna have a, an absolute blast. Not that I didn't, yeah. you know. But my favorite Wrexham player of all time was Juan Ugarte, and that's because when I was a mascot and young, he, he was just I idolized him. I just thought you know he's he's burning love for the game and then he was a big part of that and I just think this group now being a Wrexham fan at this generation coming through is just an absolute it's going to be the best ride of your life it's going to be unbelievable they're going to be spoiled as well kids come through because they've been suffered have they and that's what makes it sweeter but yeah both of you thank you so much thank you so much Jess. you're very welcome so that's it Rob Ryan read the promotion party we will be back with a usual podcast to look ahead to Torquay to the final day celebrations as well and yeah once again we just want to say thank you so much for for supporting the podcast for following us throughout this incredible epic season champions promoted back in league two the promotion party continues enjoy your week come on Rexa. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.